sports, politics, life. MyPillow presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Use promo code KKHI at MyPillow.com. Of course, it's quite amusing watching Democrats run around and say it's all just political theater by Republicans that Hunter Biden is being questioned about his business activities and his links to his dad or relationships with his dad, the president of the United States, for all of the money they have made in Ukraine, China, and other countries around the world after the Democrats for years have been after Donald Trump on everything under the sun. It really is a slice of comedy. Watching this play out in real time is comedic. That's the only word I can think of. It's hysterical to watch Hunter Biden walk up to a podium and say, I did nothing wrong. I'm I'm a flawed human. Oh, they're picking on me because I'm an addict. I'm a struggling addict, and they're making fun of me, and they posted naked pictures of me. Oh, my God, these people are unbelievable. Do they think the American public's going to buy this stuff? I think the American public has already decided on Hunter Biden and his business relationship with his dad. What was really funny, and, and myself and we'll get to Jim Jordan in a moment because he took something out that was stark, a, a word that jumped out of what Hunter Biden said to the media was obviously newsworthy. But what stood out to me was he rattled off all the wrong, Hunter Biden rattled off all the bad things he's done. My dealings in China, my dealings in Ukraine, my business, da-da-da-da-da, and my dad wasn't involved. And then he said, and he certainly wasn't involved in my career as an artist. He essentially said, well, he was involved in all these other ones, but not really in my paintings. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch him in the way he said it. It was easy to detect. He was not involved in China. He was not involved in Ukraine. He wasn't involved in the millions of dollars. He wasn't involved in this. And he certainly wasn't involved in my paintings. Like, okay, there's one thing he was not involved in. Me as an artist. That was just me. I didn't need my dad to do that. Now, I sold them because of my dad. But I didn't need my dad to influence that. Although one of the persons that bought a painting for a half a million dollars is now one of his ambassadors to another country, well, maybe he was involved as an artist. I mean, this is just hysterical to watch these people squirm and how much trouble they're in. Jim Jordan pointed out that there was new language that has not existed for three and a half years where Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have said steadfastly that dad has had no involvement in any of my business dealings. And now Hunter Biden says, my fa- quote, my father was not financially involved, unquote. Okay, so what he's trying to say is, my dad helped me out, but he didn't finance the thing. He didn't support it. He didn't get directly paid. My dad was not financially involved. So the money came because of my dad, but he was not financially involved, which is also not accurate because there's all kinds of canceled checks, not canceled checks, cash checks that we've seen that were made out to Joe Biden. And they're saying these were loan repayments. Okay, well, if they're loan repayments, dad was financially involved. Look, the more he talks, the worse it's going to get. This is a disaster for the Bidens. I think we got to be really careful about impeaching Joe Biden. I, I Do the inquiry, subpoena some people, get some testimony, get some things on record, let the American public see it, but don't act on this. Just let him run for crying out loud. He's on the ropes. Let the man run for president. Please do not force Joe Biden out. Please. 
Okay, there's a shakedown in Boston. This is kind of fun. Boston has an Asian-American woman mayor. Her name is Michelle Wu. And she has a publicist or PR person or an underling of some sort in the mayor's office named Denise Dos Santos. And Denise Dos Santos is apologizing for sending out an email to 13 council members on the Boston City Council to the, quote, electeds of color holiday party, unquote. They're apologizing for this. Oh, they're not apologizing for having a holiday party for only minorities in the council, in the legislature, in the city. No, they're not apologizing for that. They're apologizing that they sent it to all members of the council and seven of them are white. They only meant to send the invitation to the six minorities on the council and other minorities that work at City Hall for the electeds of color holiday party. Can you imagine a white mayor in Boston sending out an email to all 13 council members to the the white electeds holiday party and apologizing because they accidentally sent it to the minorities as well? I mean, this stuff is so simple and fundamental. It's so wrong. It is so racist on its face. It's it's so wrong. And they're not apologizing for having an electeds of color holiday party. No, they're apologizing that they accidentally sent the email invitation to the white council members, who, by the way, are not invited to this party. One minority council member said, this is nothing new. The elected officials of color is an organization in Boston that's existed for over 10 years. The elected officials of color is an actual organization at Boston City Hall. I think KKHI should have a holiday party for all liberals. That will cost me exactly nothing. Okay, any libs that want to come to the Kevin Keatsman Has Issues holiday party, any libs that are listening to this podcast right now, I'm throwing a party. It'll be at my house. I don't have to buy any punch bowl, appetizers, cookies. I have to do nothing because nobody's coming. But imagine that. The KKHI Libs Only Holiday Party. Be quite the shindig at the Keatsman House, wouldn't it? Oh, the White House has got a little scandal going for something they posted on X. The First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, has posted a video at FLOTUS on X that is more sad than joyous. It is a Christmas video. They have decorations up at the White House, and they brought in dancers to celebrate, to music. The music's a bummer. The dancers look like Mardi Gras characters with crazy hats and costumes. It's kind of gross. I'm not going to I'm not going to mince words here. It's it's disgusting. It's not really Christmas. It's being contrasted on X with Melania Trump's Christmas video in 2017 which is gorgeous. Beautiful flowers, the gorgeous tree, the fireplace crackling, cookies. It's all just beautiful and it's warm and it's inviting. And there's a manger scene, and there's Jesus, baby Jesus. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous in 2017. Melania Trump's video of the White House. 
This one is just bizarre. Honestly, it looks like Mardi Gras. Noticeably absent from the video. I mean, noticeably absent. Is any straight white person. <laughs> like, I think there's one white person in there. You're pretty sure it's not a straight person because they have a giant flower on their head. Like, bigger than their body. It's the most bizarre video you've ever seen. I, they hired some liberal dance troupe thing to come in and do this. It's, it's, it's really disturbing. It's the most un-Christmas thing you could ever see. It's really bizarre. But it's kind of what we expect out of this White House. KKHI is proud to be sponsored by bstock.net. All kinds of great December holiday promotions, including the Samsung TU7000 TV. 70 inches, $399. You're not going to find that anybody anywhere. That's the doorbuster of the month. Don't forget the red tag deal of the week. Every week is at the KK list where all our sponsors reside. And you can hit a quick link to any of our sponsors. If you don't know a promo code for any of them, use KKHI. And definitely mention the podcast when you contact bstock.net. You can order online no matter where you live. Or you can call 913-800-1419 and ask them if they have something you're looking for this holiday season. Bstock.net. Save 30% or more on all things electronics. Buck Roofing and Construction. Online at rbuckroofing.com. I talked to Ron on the phone yesterday for a little bit. I'm going to see him next week. He's doing well. He's a busy guy. He's started up the new company, obviously. Buck Disposal, and he is ready to work with you this winter. If you've got a problem with your roof or you think it's time for a roof inspection, you'll do that absolutely free. Call 913-384-2680 and sleep well, knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. Aminis, uh, I got an email from a listener who's getting a golden tea machine for himself for Christmas. That is so awesome. R. Ash was there, the owner. R. Ash Amini was there when he went in. I said, hey, listen, ask for R. Ash or family member Mention the podcast. R. Ash took $400 off the price of the Golden Tea Machine just by mentioning the podcast. So head into Aminis. Drop my name. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. Drop the Dude saved 400 bucks on his Golden Tea Machine. That is a Merry Christmas bonus from R. Ash Amini and his family at Aminis Galleria. Online at Aminis.com. Kansas City, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. This is Aminis. Roger Goodell is speaking out about the penalty against Kadarius Tony Sunday against the Bills at Arrowhead. And I'm with him. You know, let me let me just say this. This is probably going to disappoint a lot of you. I'm with most of what Roger Goodell says and does. Most. I'm with most of it. I think he does a pretty good job as commissioner of the NFL. I think it's a great league. I think it's beautifully run. I know he makes $45 million a year, but he probably should. He probably should. Dealing with those 32 owners and 32 teams, he probably should. Roger Goodell said on Wednesday, quote, I find it ironic that I'm answering a question about when the officials got it right, end quote. <laughs> That's exactly right, Chiefs fans. That's exactly right. You can hate the guy, but that's exactly right. It's ironic that Roger Goodell is being asked questions about the officials getting a call right which is exactly what they did in that game. If the Chiefs don't put this to rest, if they don't stop thinking about this, if they don't stop talking about this, if they don't stop, period, complaining and whining and pointing out and this and that, and they're picking on our tackle and they're doing this and all these penalties, if they don't stop, they got no chance going forward. 
I think they will. I think this is going to galvanize the Chiefs. I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to make a run. I do. But they got to stop. They got to put this behind them. You can't go forward thinking the league and the people are out to get you. You just can't do it. That will not last. Uh, Missouri's football schedule is out. The SEC revealed its schedule. This is just weird. I, I know Missouri hasn't been in the SEC all that long, but looking at Missouri's schedule is bizarre. No Georgia, no Tennessee, no Florida. Nyet, nyet, nyet. No Georgia, no Tennessee, no Florida. Oklahoma's playing in Columbia. Mizzou will be at Bama and at AM. But it's a bizarre looking schedule to look at it and see no Georgia, no Tennessee, no Florida. I kind of felt like some cool rivalries were starting to build, that there was some tradition happening for Missouri in the new league, and now it's just toast. It's gone. They get Auburn. They're playing South Carolina. It looks like a pretty good schedule to me. I think I'd trade that out. You get Oklahoma and Columbia. That's definitely a winnable game. At Bama's, ridiculously hard. At AM, I don't know. It's a wild card. We don't know. Coaching change, transfer portal, you can get real good real fast. It's hard to say, but I think the schedule looks favorable for Missouri. Dropping George is a great thing. Tennessee and Florida, it's kind of fun beating those teams, I think. They're they're brand names. They're big, huge programs. Lots of money, big fan bases, giant stadiums. It's fun to beat those teams. Not on the schedule. Curious what Mizzou fans think about that. All right, Mike Thompson is going to join us now to talk about all things politics. He is a state senator in Kansas, as you know, and they've got about $4 billion they don't know what to do with. So we're going to ask him, how are you going to use that? What's going to happen in the state of Kansas? Mike Thompson's conversation is brought to you by Advantage Termite and Pest Control online at AdvantageTPC.com. One call does it all. All your pest control needs and lawn care needs. 913-768-8989 for AdvantageTPC.com. North Kansas City Dental is online at NKCDental.com. The holiday break is a great time to get to the dentist and get your annual checkup or your six-month checkup. Your insurance will pay for it. Dr. Bush is accepting new patients. He's got a team of great dentists there at North Kansas City Dental, and they would love to work with you. 816-471-2911, online at nkcdental.com. And of course, the best holiday shopping experience ever is at Joslyn's Jewelry in Overland Park, 95th and Antioch. It feels right. It just feels right going there and shopping for a loved one, whether it's a $50 chain or necklace or a $5,000 ring. Joslyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, the jewelry you'll recommend to your friends and family this holiday season. Okay, let's do it. Mike Thompson, longtime colleague, worked with him like 30 years ago. I worked with him in television. What a great, great man and good friend and awesome conservative serving in the state legislature in Kansas. You know him as your favorite meteorologist, Mike Thompson on KKHI. Hit it! The Kevin Keatsman Has Issues Conversation is brought to you by Tickets for Less. Use promo code KKHI at ticketsforless.com. Mike Thompson joins us now. We've got a wide variety of things to talk about, especially in the state of Kansas, where they have billions of dollars to spend, apparently, which is awesome. (laughs) He is a state senator from right here in Shawnee, Lenexa area. And I've known Mike for, gosh, 35 years or so now. Easily. Senator Thompson, how are you, sir? 
Uh, hey, I'm good, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. I sure appreciate it. It is just always great to hear your voice, and I can see your smile, even though we're just doing this over the phone. <laughs> I can see your smile after so many years of watching you on television. I know exactly what your smile looks like. And you strike me as the kind of guy that never had a bad day. That's probably not true, but it seems like the way you live your life. Hey, I, I try to. I really do. I, I enjoy everything I do. Uh, you know, it's life's too doggone short to ruminate on the bad stuff and you just move on. So that's what you do. Well, it's an election year, and I know you're going to be doing your reporting by December 31st for bank accounts and things like that. So one of the reasons to have you on, we'll just let everybody know here right from the start, is I just like you a lot. And if anybody wants to give 20 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever, it's for Mike Thompson for Kansas, you can go to MikeThompsonForKansas.com and make a donation for your re-election campaign. Of course, the election right. is still 11 months away, but this is pretty important. They've redrawn the lines in your district, and you've got a, a pretty liberal Democrat that's going to be running against you at some point. So we'd like to get those holdings up by the end of the year so you can report on those and move forward. Everybody's always trying to raise a buck or two to run for office, and you're so well-known, we'd sure like it if people helped you out. Yeah, that that's the hardest part. And to be honest, uh, you know, we had, when I ran in 2020, the uh, the out of state money coming against me was enormous. Uh, they outspent me three to one. Now you know we were still able to win because I went out and walked a thousand miles. Literally, I'm not kidding. It was a thousand miles. Ran through two sets of tennis shoes and and beat down a lot of doors. And we're going to do the same thing, but we don't take anything for granted. You know they send out mailers saying my you know saying I'm a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist nutcase, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, you have to be able to respond to that sort of thing. I mean, that's, you look at the Kansas governorship last time while we lost, they didn't respond. You have to respond. Uh, and the only way to do that is with money uh, because it takes a lot for mailings. It takes a lot for yard signs. It takes a lot just to operate a campaign. Uh, you know, we get volunteers who come out and help us but it, it was a grassroots campaign last time. We had a lot of folks who donated whatever they could, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. But it all adds up. And so, I, you know, I appreciate that, uh, especially with all this inflation going on. Everybody's hurting. It's ridiculous. And this election is going to be about the economy. There's absolutely no – It's to, to channel Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, it's the economy, stupid. So <laughs> you know, that's, that's what it is. All right, the website is MikeThompsonForKansas.com. That's MikeThompsonForKansas.com. If you'd like to get involved and or maybe put a yard sign up at some point or, or whatever, maybe yep. the case, touch base with the campaign and help if you can. And I'd, I'd ask you this because I think a lot of people in Kansas City feel the same thing, conservatives like us. And I just went through an election here in Lenexa. We lost the mayor race, and it's a disaster already. I mean, the, the new mayor right. is, is so bad in Lenexa. And Johnson County is swinging to the left. I think, and, yep. and it's not just here, okay? It's in, it's in Missouri. They're starting to feel it in some areas, in Blue Springs, Lee Summit, different places north of the river. There's a feeling that I hear all the time from conservatives that I run into or people that listen to the podcast. They believe the Democrats either outsmart us or outwork us to win elections, <laughs> and that's the only thing they're good at. Is that your experience as well? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know that they outwork us. Um, we work hard. We, uh, I don't know that we focus necessarily on the same things that they do. And we've got to get smarter in that regard with regard to getting out the boat, uh, you know, getting a unified message 
uh, we tend to cannibalize our own, unfortunately. And, and we see that here in the state politics. You know, we the Democrats tend to vote in a block. The Republicans, well, there's a lot of free thinkers. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we don't do things monolithically. And so uh, it, it gets to be a little bit of a problem when you come to election time. And with these local elections, one thing we tried to do last year and we couldn't get it out of committee was allow uh, candidates to be able to tell people who they were. If they're a Republican, if they wanted to put that on a local election, you know, have it listed on a local election to, to kind of give people a clue, uh, you know, where they stood, uh, because these local elections are, quote unquote, nonpartisan, right? Yeah. Well, we all know that's not true. Baloney. Yeah. It's not true. Absolutely not true. And so, um, you know, we, we thought that would be a good thing. But you're right. I mean, they, they get out there. They get the social media going. Uh, they they pass laws that try to help, you know, areas that uh, where the younger Democrats are there. You know, the, these voter and election laws for registration. I, I just there's a lot of things they do and we try to push back and it's not necessarily very effective. So you're right. One of the things that is really troubling for me, and I think it's going to happen next November. In fact, I think even, even Joe Biden at the highest level will, will try to deploy this strategy. I think Taylor Swift's going to get involved and that's the issue of abortion, which for basically 50 years was not law, but it was settled in America. Okay. You know, we had Roe v. Wade and it was settled. Right. When that was overturned, it was thrown back to the States, which for guys like you and I, this makes sense. States should be making more laws and the federal government should be making fewer laws. So while I, I believe in their ruling and I believe they did the right thing, politically for Republicans, it's killing them all over the country. This is a losing <laughs> issue. America, you know, whether I like it or you like it or not, it doesn't really matter. But America has sort of decided that abortion is okay. We have because of 50 years yeah. of it. I don't know how I don't know how we win elections going forward when every Democrat out there especially we saw what happened in Kansas last time. Right. They're just going to appeal to these young women and they're not voting on anything else. They're only voting on that. And they're mostly women that abortion will never affect them in their life in any way. Shame or, abortions are like way down. This is not right. some big problem in this country, but politically, isn't it kind of a disaster for Republicans right now? It's, it's a very hard messaging. That's the big deal. Uh, you know, because it's like, uh, my body, my choice. And, you know, with the value of them both that failed in Kansas, they were easily, because the, the language was so convoluted, they were easily, uh, they were able to convince people they were going to lose constitutional rights right. if we passed that. I mean, you, you saw the messaging and they came with money like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood gets subsidized billions of dollars every year. It's ridiculous. And here in Kansas, because our abortion laws now uh, are null and void, essentially, and we are now one of the big destinations for abortions uh, in the United States, certainly in the central part of the country, our laws are essentially as bad as New York and Illinois. So you could have abortion right up to the moment of birth, if not a little bit beyond and you're going to be fine, and it's not good. It's it, it's, it's immoral. It's evil. And it how do we change heart? And, we have to change the hearts and minds of the people who um, are voting. And what's crazy? I don't like, know how you. Uh, it's still going to be an election issue that women, young women especially, yeah, what you just describe as law in Kansas. They don't know that. 
They think there's like no, no abortions in Kansas and it's the worst place ever to live. And that's what motivates them to go vote for Democrats. It is a complete right. fraud. Nobody, nobody actually knows the law. Do you think there's a chance that Kansas could change the law or put a law in place that's something like 12 weeks or 15 weeks, something very easy for people to understand. If you get pregnant, you have four months to terminate or whatever it may be. Could that happen? Or, or are there too many conservatives in Kansas that would never go for that? Uh, I, I think most of us see that we're going to have to do an incremental type uh, re-implementation of these abortion laws, mm -hmm. uh, but you can't get an outright ban. It's just not going to happen. It, you know, as much right. as we abhor what's going on politically, we have to realize the reality, reality of, of the political situation. And that is you've got too many of these young people who do think it's, uh, you know, it's fine uh, I, I even get letters from older folks who, uh, I think are re conservatives who say, Hey, let's just leave this thing alone. And I, you know, it's, well, it, it puts you in a difficult position because I don't believe in it. It's my, you know, I'm a Catholic. I don't believe it's, uh, right. And so you end up having to go against your principles, but I think that's, you know, all this stuff has been incremental on the progressive side. That's yeah. what they've done. That's why our educational system has been so screwed up. I mean, over a hundred years worth of this progressive idealism infused in the schools and they're teaching this stuff to kids from an early age. In fact, my little, one of my little granddaughters came home from preschool and said to her mom, my body, my choice. And she said, who taught you that? See, the, the, the preschool teacher. And they pulled that kid, fortunately, out of that school. And it's like, you, we've got to start. Uh, it's not just the politicians. It's, it's everybody who believes in this has to start standing up, voting with their feet, voting with their wallets, and, and start to um, – articulate the right, a, a uniform message. Yeah, and I, I, it's going to be a slow progress, I, I'm afraid. I, I've seen polling that says something close to, just short of 70% of Americans think an abortion is okay if it's very early, like very early yeah. in pregnancy. Right. But I got to right. think it would be 80%. If you said, this baby could live outside the womb, I think 80 or 90% of Americans would say, nope, you can't touch that baby. And I yeah. just don't know why we should be talking about anything else at this point. If that baby is no, viable... We cannot take that life. That is that that is absolutely murder. That is the absolute wrong thing. And we can sit here and talk about our faith, our Christianity, our Catholicism, or whatever, and say we don't want this to happen seven weeks in. But the difference between seven weeks in and seven months in is night and day for most Americans. And I'm one of those people. I just yeah. I think we've got to solve this or or we're you know, because I worry about a lot of other issues that we'll get into here, but I, I worry about a lot of other issues. Those won't matter. Those issues aren't gonna matter. There are so many on the left, single issue voters that just vote on abortion and they think we're right. coming to get them. And I don't even understand right. it. I don't get it. I, I don't, it, you know, it's it, the problem is with a lot of those folks, you can't even open that conversation. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't even have this conversation uh, about, you know, what is right? What, where does life begin? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you're right. It, it has been so vilified by the media uh, by their messaging, which is persistent and infused into society, that it, it's virtually impossible to talk a ban. You're, you're going to have to talk these incremental things. And I think you're right, um, you know, because some people on, in the Republican Party have talked about proposing these 15-week abortion bans. Hey, let's get it as far as we can go. 
uh, and start making some headway, I think that's what yeah. we have to do, unfortunately. And we also have to incentivize options for these moms that, uh, hey, you know, you realize you don't have to abort a baby. You can adopt that baby out. There are people who want right. to adopt kids. Right. Yes. There are, you know, or uh, tax credits to help uh, young families who see abortion as their only option because they can't afford a new child. Well, let's help them. Let's do something like that. I mean, we got to do some positive things, yes. too. Yeah. Uh, and it's an all-in strategy. But uh, you're right. This I'm, is this is difficult. I'm Very difficult. With you. Okay, let's yep. move on to this. I, last time I had you on, I asked you about being the villain. The Kansas City Star doesn't like you. There's other liberal media outlets <laughs> that don't like you. And and we yeah. were talking about policy. And and as I, you and I connected last week and chatted and I've been thinking, okay, what do I really, what, what's really the crux of why the media in this town go after Mike Thompson? So I've, I want to reframe the question and maybe you okay. haven't considered this yet, but I think this might be it, or at least a big part of it. Okay. We know that the liberal media in this area do not like your policy. All right. They don't like right. you as a conservative Kansan making a difference, but don't you think some of it is because we're seeing more and more people in the media on the right coming out saying, hey, listen, I was the minority in the newsroom or in that news operation, but we're here and we're not going away. You know, we've seen Alford go make Congress now from Channel right. 4. It, we're, we're just seeing more and more people around Kari Lake out in Arizona. Don't you think that the left is concerned that a lot of these people are coming out of media now and they're conservative and they're getting elected and it's driving them crazy? Don't you think part of it is they're like, dang it, we can't let a conservative in the media be somebody. Yeah, I think you're right, because they, they know that we know how to do the messaging. They know that we can be effective at communication. It, it is an advantage, I, I got to tell you. Uh, and I told Mark when he was considering running, I said, you know, there's a lot of things that we do uh, when you're in the media that is sort of training ground for this. Because when you're standing up trying to debate your side and articulate your side, if you can do that effectively, you're going to jump over a whole lot of folks who can't do that, who may have many years of experience in government, but just aren't comfortable getting up and trying to articulate their their policies. And so I think we are a danger to them. And I think it also worries them that maybe there are more people out there like us than they realize. And I know they are. There are. But there are a lot of them who are afraid for their jobs, who don't speak out. Uh, I, I got to tell you, this was a, one of the most freeing things to me mm -hmm. I've ever felt. Um, you know, obviously financially, uh, <laughs> I'm nowhere close to what I was doing on television in terms of income. But from a, a personal freedom standpoint, uh, being able to go fight for those things I believe in, it's amazing. And I, you know, it just I've as weird as it sounds. It just gives me more strength to fight for the things that I believe in here. Now, you know, some people in politics are very measured about how they go about things. I tend to like to push the envelope, <laughs> see how far I can get, you know, <laughs> because it works. It really does work. I mean, it's like the uh, the art of the deal, you know, is you, you go as far as you can go and then you realize that you're going to have to back off and compromise at some point. Uh, and I think they see me as some kind of sometimes a threat because I do that instead of immediately conforming to what government is used to. Yeah. And I think that that works in my advantage and it works. It'll work in Mark's advantage. I know 
um, and Terry Lake and, and all these people. So I think you're right. I, I think it, it kind of freaks them out a little bit. You know, it's interesting. I have good conversations with a lot of the folks who cover the state house and uh, we see quite differently on policy and things like that. Um, but I've gotten very comfortable talking to them. It's weird at first being on the other side of the microphone, yeah. to be honest, right. because they will come at you. They'll come at you with, with tough questions. Um, but uh, I think we have a fairly good relationship with most of them, uh, even though they'll they'll write some of the most crazy stuff about me. I, <laughs> I, it bothers my wife more than it does me. I'm, yeah. I'm so used to it. You know, on TV, oh, you missed that snowstorm. What an idiot you are. Well, you hear that for 40 years, and it's like, okay, so what? You know, I, it bothers some people. It bothers my wife too. She's like, you, you know, why can't I run for Lenexa city council or mayor or, or Senate yeah. or something? She's like, Nope. You, you do that. It's me or that. I'm like, well, okay, I get it. It is. And so what you're doing is, is real, man. And people need to know that it's real and yeah. uncomfortable. And there are consequences to the way you live. It's been freeing for me to get off sports radio and do this podcast because I don't hold back anything here and just love right. letting it fly. Mike Thompson for Kansas.com is the website. It's Mike Thompson for Kansas.com. He's trying to raise some money here before the end of the year. It's important for his election next year to raise right. it before December 31st. So if you can, even if you let out of town or Missouri or wherever, Mike Thompson for Kansas.com, if you believe in the things that he's saying, he'll take 20, 50, 100 bucks, anything for his campaign. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a giant budget campaign, so a little bit helps. Let me talk yep. to you about something that is a giant number, and that's the surplus in Kansas. How much is right. it by the end of next year, and <clears throat> what's going to happen with all that money? Oh, gosh. Well, right now it's about $3.5 billion that we're sitting on. And, you know, some of that money goes into the rainy day fund. There's about a billion there. Uh, we've had a lot of windfall in the taxes, a lot of federal money that's come in, and it's just not unspent. What we were doing with it this last session is trying to spend down one-time um, events, one-time things. So, you know, we don't want to count on that money being there forever but we'd like to give it back to taxpayers. And we tried with two big Senate bills last year that would have given back oh, a half a billion dollars. Uh, and, you know, the big thing for people is, is reducing property tax. We've got a lot of retirees because of this inflation uh, that it's the property tax is pricing them out of their homes. In other words, they own their own home, but they can never own that home because you're essentially renting it for the from the government for property taxes, and uh, you know the state really doesn't take that much in property tax, but we do affect the law that the uh, county and local people use to you know to tax people on, and so we we're, we would like to give a lot of that money back uh, through uh, income tax reductions, um, change in the law that would help to to you know, give some people some relief on this property tax and, and uh, retirement income. So that's, that's what we'd like to do with it. And we're talking, I'm not even sure by the end of next year, I did see the tax revenues were down a little bit in the fourth quarter, which surprised me because inflation's still high mm -hmm. and government gets a windfall from inflation uh, because the price of everything goes up, sales tax goes up as a result. And so government collects more money. Right. But I think it, th this inflation is starting to hurt people 
to the point that they're really contracting their spending. And maybe that's why we're seeing, I know my wife and I don't spend as much as we used to um, on Christmas presents, things like that. We just can't afford to. And there's a lot of people in that position right now. And so I think the inflation has finally hit that inflection point to where people are saying, you know, I got to either pay my bills or, you know, they're, they're not eating out as much or doing things like that to try to save money. Um, and we've got to do something to help. And it's, I agree. Now, Bidenomics, baby. Well, it's, it's we got three and a half billion. It's going to be over four billion by the end of next year. It sounds like if I had that kind yeah. of money, I'd invest it. You and I talked about this last week. When I mean, you could pull, right? You could probably pull a couple hundred million a year and put it into, or give it back to taxpayers, or do whatever, or decrease yep. income taxes in a way that you don't need two or three hundred million more. You can lower what you know uh, income taxpayers would pay. I don't like income tax, so I think there's oh, a, no. a whole bunch of better ways to derive revenue than through income taxes. Sales taxes don't bother me because I'll decide whether or not I want to buy a product and pay the sales tax. So, I mean, I'm always okay with that. that that's a personal decision on my part, whether or not I want to pay that tax. I got a question. I don't even know what the answer to this is. I know that like the turnpike makes money, um, you right. know, charge tolls and things. And I'm assuming truckers pay a lot more than I do if I go roll yeah. in Manhattan for a football game or something. The world is just filled with Amazon trucks and trucking. And they cannot yeah. live without driving through Kansas. Why don't we pound these people? They don't stop here. They don't spend the night here. They're driving through. They stop and get gas once or take a shower or whatever. Right. Why don't we just hammer every one of these trucks on I-70? Well, I, they will pass that along to the, the okay. end consumer. That's okay. the only problem. All right. Yeah. And that's people and all over the country. So now we've taken a Kansas revenue thing and we've doled it out to 49 other states problem. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's kind of complex because if you do one thing, it's going to have unintended consequences elsewhere. I was talking to a business owner in my district. He owns a gas station uh, yesterday, and he said even though the price of diesel, which was $6, is now back to $3, he said he's still getting charged uh, the higher uh, shipping rates. And so he, he could lower his gas prices to consumers if he didn't have to pay for those high shipping rates that these trucking firms are charging him. And so you got to be careful about how we do that. I, I think it, if we lower taxes for everybody, it helps everybody across the board. The problem I see is that we've been handing out goodies to companies and particularly companies from out of state to come to Kansas uh, in tax incentives uh, you know, 10 year tax abatements. And we don't even know for sure these companies are going to be viable. Case in point is Panasonic. Uh, I just saw a report this morning that Ford is cutting in half their uh, electric vehicle production because uh, they're losing billions of dollars. And so we incentivize this plant to the tune, they're going to have access to $8 billion mm. of federal, state, local, county tax incentives to build this Panasonic plant, they will never, uh, they, it, it won't cost them $8 billion, probably won't even cost $4 billion to build the facility. So they're sitting on an immediate profit from, from revenues from taxpayers, and I don't know that we'll ever get that back. In fact, we did a study at the state level of our five largest tax incentive programs in the state, and not one pays for itself. In fact, uh, the taxpayer on in general gets about 30 cents on the dollar back. So none of these incentives are working. 
Uh, in fact, most of these folks who come to the state tell us after the fact, hey, we would have come regardless of these tax incentives. So why are we doing this? Why are we putting the taxpayer on the hook for the risk uh, and, and putting out all this money? But that's, that has been the new paradigm instead of going to a bank and trying to present uh, your business plan and convince them that you've got a uh, product and a uh, process that's going to repay that loan and it's going to be a viable business. All they have to do now is go to a county commission or a city, um, uh, you know, uh, city council and and feed them uh, the marketing plan, and they keep it under wraps until the last minute. So the taxpayers never have a chance to come in and protest. And all of a sudden, well, it gets sold. They get sold down the river. Well, That's probably the best thing to do is try to reduce all those. Because we, you know, the Panasonic thing essentially, Kansas made its deal, and then all of a sudden, they got billions from Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, right? Which is only a Green New Deal. That's all it is. So that's what it is. It's electric batteries. So they got all these incentives. They're literally going to make a profit moving here and have billions left over, and it's all our money. It's Kansas taxpayers and it's federal taxpayers. That's going right. to them. Now the feds are just printing money. They're not really collecting yeah. it all from us, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's unbelievable the things that are happening out there. And I'm all for the Panasonic plan. I think it benefits the area and all that, but you're right. It shouldn't be the taxpayers on the hook for all these things. I it's, right. it's so sad to see, you know, when some double dip comes around like that, it, it, don't you wish there was like a, a clause or a poison pill in the thing that Kansas agreed to Panasonic with that waves Kansas from at least a billion dollars of this or something and says, Hey, listen, you got all this money from the feds. If Panasonic was a good steward immediately, they would set up some sort of a program over the years to pay $1 billion into charities, infrastructure, whatever around where their plant is. Really? That would be a, a, right. a really fair and honest thing for them to do instead of just scraping all this tax money and making money to build a plant. Well, that's not the, that's not how they do it. They right. play one state against another. Oklahoma ended up with a plant and got it for a fraction of what we ended up giving them. So we really got played, <laughs> unfortunately. And that's how they're doing it. You're seeing this state by state now. This is the new big deal. A billion dollar incentive packages to incent whatever. Uh, Ohio, I think, did one here recently. And there's no sign that this is going to be a viable long-term situation. And, and, People are not buying these EVs. They are a little bit. No, they're sitting on lots they're, they're right now. Yeah. Other than the Tesla truck and things that are hot items, they're all just sitting on the lot. They can't get rid of these right. things. But Right, now, exactly. Now, recently, um, Cerner slash Sporting Kansas City owed money to the state for the buildings that they built in the soccer stadium and all, all the things that they did at the Legends in KCK. And I don't have all the details in front of me. I just remember reading this about a month ago. This was another one of those deals. Kansas officials actually bragged that they negotiated their way out of this thing, but it was only a fraction of what Cerner, which is now owned by Oracle, owned. Right. And I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, they, I, I, I don't know what the number was. They owed maybe $17 million, and they're only paying $8 million or something. They go, hey, we got these millions of dollars from them. Well, no, they owed <laughs> more than that. Why, why did yeah. you negotiate that out? I couldn't believe that they did that. Uh, and this is these are state agencies doing this stuff. Mm. It's not the legislature, and that's the problem. Uh, you know, we don't. Again, you've got the Department of Commerce here in the state that's just running around handing out money like it's going out of style, and they're completely tone deaf to what the average taxpayer is going through right now. Uh, they don't have any. I, I really don't. 
I don't know if they're ignorant about what it's doing to the taxpayer in the state or ignorant of the fact that, uh, you know, it's the taxpayers on the hook for this, or they just think the taxpayer is dumb enough that they don't realize it. Um, I, I don't understand the whole deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I really don't. It's like, we've got to stop this. Right. Well, well, sales tax revenues are up because the price of everything is up. You explained that to me Correct. last week. So all the revenues going up there. Why can't you? I don't even know what the number would be. We could crunch them, but you ought to be able to take one point off the sales tax. I'm, I'm sorry, off the income tax. Like right away. Oh, shouldn't you be able to get in session and say, let's lower income taxes by 1%? Well, and what we tried to do last year is implement a, a, a single rate tax. And if you look at what we did with that, everybody would have had a tax break. Everybody in the state would have had a tax break. Uh, some less than others. The lower end of the spectrum would have had the biggest tax breaks. In fact, if you made less than, oh, about 11000 a year, you wouldn't have paid a dime. Whereas it uh, you know, used to be you would have paid uh, some money if you made almost nothing. Um, and it would also help the high end tax rate folks. So there was a number of things we were trying to do, but yes, I mean, the, if you look at the states that are most economically viable, that are, that are really killing it, it's the Texas, the Florida, the Tennessee with no state income tax. The next layer, next cohort of states that are doing well are those who have gone to this single rate, uh, where it doesn't penalize people for making more money. Right. Uh, we, and you know, we also need to reduce our corporate income and privilege taxes, which we tried to do last year because, you know, corporations don't really pay tax. They just pass it along to consumers. Uh, we wanted to expand the exemption on social security income for the, the seniors. We wanted to provide for annual standard deduction increases for cost of living. So in other words, your state income tax, what you could automatically deduct, would go up every year based on inflation. Um, we had a we had a really good tax package last year that would help literally everybody in the state. And so what happened? The governor vetoed it. Yeah. And then when we tried the veto override, we were one vote short. One vote. I think this year, you know, we have the same legislature this year as last. I think, fingers crossed, that we may have – uh, an override uh, capability yeah. because some people have changed their mind. They see that the economy, and it's an election year. They see the economy is a big deal, yep. and so, they don't want to vote so against that in what, election year. What, so I think we we can get something done. It was a flat tax. What was the rate? <clears throat> well, originally the Senate version was four point seven five, and which is lower than than what it is right now. The House was more hesitant. Uh, I think it was five point one five. And I think they're talking 5.25, but I've been working with the tax chairman. She's got some strategies, I think, uh, do, do to you, try to help do you remind to bring them that, that they have a three and a half billion dollar surplus that they're overtaxing yeah. people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. We, we're going to be waving that in their face. Oh you know, God. It's, <laughs> it's just absurd. absurd. Folks, it's just, absurd. it is absurd. It's well, absurd. and there's so much waste. I, I know there's waste. There's a lot of, uh, unfilled FTEs, that, that's full-time equivalent or positions that are never filled. We could, if we reduce that, we could, we could reduce some of these budgets. The budgeting process is, oh my gosh, it's crazy when you're talking that much money. You know, I'll get the racing and gaming commission and the lottery budget comes before my committee. So 
what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to look at where that money is going. A lot of it's going into these um, commerce department incentive programs that aren't working. And so we want to divert that maybe back to the state general fund so we can use it for tax breaks. Um, and every committee is going to have to do that. They're going to have to look at where that money is going and cutting back because, you know, government's got to be a lot more efficient. Man, you said it. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, you, your budget, my budget, we have to, we don't spend what we don't have, right? Right. And that's, why does, but why does government? Right. Exactly right. <laughs> We've got to treat it like our own personal budget. Mike Thompson yep. for Kansas.com is the website. Mike Thompson for Kansas.com. He could use your help in his reelection. He's doing great work for the people in his district and the great state of Kansas, but you don't have to live in Kansas. If you want to support Mike Thompson, you appreciate uh, all the great uh, duties he did through the years when we had storms and dangerous weather and severe weather. Uh, as a meteorologist on television, I know he's been part of your life. He's been part of my life, and he's doing God's work, as I see it right now in the great state of Kansas. If you want to help him out here in re-election, Mike Thompson for Kansas.com. That is Mike Thompson for Kansas.com. Now, I would do sports while you were doing weather, and I just would scratch my head trying to figure out some of the really bad Chiefs teams through the years and what they were going to do to try to win a football game. I'm just going to lay this one on you now. What is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs, Mike? I, we, I think we need uh, – there's something with the Taylor Swift thing. I, I really – I I think you, – you remember the movie The Natural, right? Robert yeah. Redford, and he got involved with the blonde who was like the niece of the, the owner and stuff like that. All of a sudden, the guy couldn't hit anything. I think that's what's happening. I, I think the, the curse of Taylor Swift. I know there's a lot of Swifties. I know there's a lot of folks love seeing Taylor Swift up in the box. I think there's some kind of pall that has been cast over Arrowhead. And uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe we go out there and have an exorcism or something like that. But it, it's like, I don't know. And you can't come down to the last minute and, you know, you get a bad call from a ref. That used to frustrate me, but you're right. you got to get far enough ahead so a bad call doesn't kill you. And uh, I don't know what to <laughs> that do. was not Kevin. a bad you, call. Kadarius Tony was three feet across the line. That was well, a fine well, call. That, that, that is that, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he was halfway in the right. backfield of the opponent. Right. He could have so, lined up at linebacker <laughs> if he turned around. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I guess that we we got so used to all those losing years. Yeah. You know, then you have a good few seasons and then you start backing off uh, inevitably you know a good team is it's gonna happen other teams well, are gonna catch up i mean green bay did they end up winning last no. night i think they did no they lost, oh, they, lost. they took the okay. lead with a minute something to go and then gave up a, a game winner to the giants oh man okay yeah. so that's great yeah I, I don't know i do not know you know what's I funny mean, mike is at the end of last year i remember that they all stood on the podium after winning the super bowl Nobody believed in us. Nobody thought everybody was, the whole world was against us. I'm like, I don't remember anybody that didn't think the Chiefs could win the Super Bowl last year, but somehow they found that as their motivation. This year, it's true. Like, they're getting bad-mouthed everywhere. Like, you suck. You'll never make it. Everybody else is better. There's nobody better in the AFC. There isn't. The AFC isn't that good. The Dolphins lost last night. I don't think the Ravens are very good. Their record's better than they are, and they've got a tough schedule the rest of the way. There's really nobody definitively better than the Chiefs. So if they wind up doing this again and they go, the whole world was against us, they're going to be right this time because everybody's turned on. Everybody said, that's it, guys. We're done. You're done. You're done. I guess we'll see, right? Oh, Now, is there a chance the Chiefs are going to move to Kansas or the Royals? I don't know. I You know, that was part of that apex bill 
that tried to incentivize them to come over to the legends in that area. And I think that's still out there. Uh, I, you know, I guess Wyandotte County would have to determine whether or not they want to pay that extra sales tax to support it, you know, and build the stadium and everything else or what, what's going to happen on that. Uh, I mean, that apex still bill is still there, and, and that's still a component so, in that bill that passed. Well, how do you think Kansas would take it if you said, "Hey, we have four billion extra dollars. We're moving the Royals and Chiefs both across the state line." <laughs> I think they'd rather have some tax relief first. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I'm I just really curious. Do. I, I don't, I don't know what kind of revenue that generates for the state. It's a lot. I know, I, I know, there's a lot of revenue attached to that to having those there. Right, and it would be well, tremendous job creation. But my you, God, you instead of right, instead of the taxpayers coming up with whatever and getting assessed over the next 20 years we got four billion dollars man just give me each two let's go let's build some new stadiums <laughs> go do it yeah <laughs> no i i i mean who knows i i, 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 I don't I, even know where it would be and i don't think the chiefs want to move. no i don't think they do and to be honest it would be it would be a tax increase on on wyandotte county it i uh, guarantee it would yeah. uh so i you got to think long and hard about that and i you know, have they even decided on the Royals Stadium no. yet? Where no, it's going to no, be? That's why I'm asking about Kansas because the Royals now yeah. are just kind of backed in a corner. Who knows? It looks like they're all, it almost feels like they're back to square one. But nobody wants yeah, this it, stuff right now, Mike. Nobody wants to pay for this. You, well, you, you they, they don't. No. And you, you know, you do look at like the Royals. They're, they're here. What, 81 games or something like that? And but everybody says, well, we're going to build up all this, the restaurants and everything around it. But look at where they are now. There's a, there's a little station across the street. There's one hotel or two, um, you know, the rest of the time, those folks are just relying on the local traffic to keep them sustained. So you got to be careful about what you incentivize. And and again, whenever government gets involved with anything, you're distorting the supply and demand curve. And so you've got to understand economics, Um, you know, and unfortunately a lot of people say, Oh, it's a, it's a bright, shiny object. We need to, devote X number of dollars, taxpayer dollars for this sort of thing. I'd rather see, right now, I think it's far more important to to make sure mom and pop out there can pay their bills um, and and people can stay in their homes rather than getting run out by property tax. And to me, that's, that's what I'm getting flooded by. People are just lower taxes. Don't, they don't know what to do. I mean, seriously, they don't know what to do. Yep. Um, yep. They sure can. All right. Well, go get that governor, man. She's a, she's a nightmare (laughs) every single day. She's a nightmare. She acts like she's in the middle and she's not. It's crazy, but you're doing, you're doing great work, Mike. I know you're doing great work. And a lot of you conservatives in, uh, in Topeka are just doing really great work. The website is Mike Thompson for Kansas.com. We hope people go there, check out what you stand for and maybe uh, contribute to your campaign. I appreciate it very much, Kevin. I really do. All right, that's great stuff from Mike Thompson, my dear friend. Mike Thompson for Kansas.com is the website if you want to learn more about what he's doing as a state senator in Kansas from Shawnee, parts of Lenexa area. Uh, good man right there. Fine man. Uh, served in the military. Was a Navy man. Love me some Mike Thompson. Good stuff on KKHI. Our final final coming up is brought to you by Fry Orthodontics online at fryorthodontics.com. 14 locations for you. Your smile is just the start of Fry Orthodontics. The new car image is online at thenewcarimage.com. Gift certificates available. Details starting at just $75. Clean up your ride. Make it all new again with thenewcarimage.com. 816-499-1470. Thenewcarimage.com. And Cross Kitchens KC. 
Tim Cross and his family would love to work with your family on creating a more beautiful and livable space in your home. It's really that simple. If you're not buying and selling, people are remodeling. It makes sense. Make it more livable and more beautiful with CrossKitchensKC.com. Just call Tim personally at 816-898-7047. You're speaking with the owner and his family. Locally owned, built Missouri, family owned. CrossKitchensKC.com. Our final final is taking a page out of the book of the Griswold's Christmas. We've noted that Christmas Vacation is our second favorite Christmas movie of all time behind Home Alone, the great Home Alone. It's nothing quite like Clark Griswold and the shenanigans he had trying to figure out how to have Christmas for the entire family. At one point, they bring the tree in after they cut it down and a squirrel gets loose in the house because there's a squirrel in the tree. Well, this almost happened in Kentucky, but it wasn't a squirrel. A family went out, cut down a Christmas tree. They put it up in their house. And four days later, completely unbeknownst to anybody in the family, in a room that they use where they watch TV, they're in there. It's a family room. They're there all the time. Four days, nothing. They all leave the house. They have a carpet cleaner come in because they're getting the house ready for the holidays. A carpet cleaner comes into the house and sees the tree moving. Gets out his iPhone, stops cleaning the carpet, and starts taking pictures of an owl. <laughs> now, it's not one of those big owls, you know, like you can hear all over the neighborhood or something that's, you know, three feet tall or whatever. It's a very small owl. And he put some gloves on and he grabbed the owl and he took it outside and he set it free, but not until he took the pictures. That was in Kentucky. Their last name was not Griswold. They had an owl in their tree and didn't even know it. Be sure and hit that like, follow, or subscribe button for Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Or if you'd like to become a patron, go to kkhasissues.com and sign up for as little as $5 a month. We'd love to have you on board for the patron podcast. We'll be doing Lee Sterling's bonus pick for the patrons on Thursday, and Danny Klinkskill will join me for a little Between the Lines 2.0. If you'd like to sign up and have a nice Christmas present, there you go. Patron of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues could be a good Christmas gift for you. Go to kkhasissues.com. Sign up on your desktop or your laptop very quickly and easily at kkhasissues.com. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.